This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. So yeah, I said, oh, are you interested to relocate to Hong Kong for work? So that time I did told her, I said, um, but I don't really speak Cantonese. So what they told me was, oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why you laugh? No, it's, very, it's as ballsy as, you know, I'm going to France to work. I can't speak an ounce of French, right? No, but it's yeah. okay. They speak English, they're MNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Welcome to Chill Sweet TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yoroshi Financial Coconut. And finally, today I bring on a good friend of mine. Okay, not to say the others are not good friends, okay, but but I know her since like a decade ago, and uh, yeah, we've, we kind of grew up together, all the sob stories and shit. But she was the one that really appeared on many of my examples. She flew to Hong Kong and gotten a 30% pay raise right from the get go. Of course, Subsequently, she's changed multiple companies to continue her pay raises and finally now, she is the pastry sous chef at the Upper House in Hong Kong, which is a very atas hotel. Uh, more importantly, I got her on to share with us the systems, the kind of career progressions, the work culture, the rent, and you know, all that jazz. Are Hong Kong people very hard to work with? And all that, okay. But most interestingly, what she told me was, hey, do you know that if I were to come back today, I gotta take a 50% pay cut back in Singapore, so that is ouch. So yes, without further ado, introducing to pastry chef Stephanie Pei, this is Chill Swift TFC. Uh, before we begin rolling, uh, you can just introduce yourself law, for our audience that don't know you and all okay. that. Mm. Hi everyone, my name is Stephanie. Right now, I'm working in Hong Kong as a pastry chef. Mm. So. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's awkward, ma, right? But okay, 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 okay. I get it, I get it. Yes, anyway. Not experience, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We all gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. And for all of you tuning in, you tune in regularly. There's this one person that I referenced that, you know, uh, had a 30% increase in her salary after she, she shifted to another country, right? Ta da! <laughs> right, so, yes. But I believe yeah. now it's a lot better, right? So now. Uh, uh, how do I say? If I had to come back to Singapore to work, it's a 50% pay cut. <laughs> why why the difference so big so what, what is your role exactly now you know and then how does how does it translate to a 50% pay cut if you come into Singapore uh, so right now I'm as a junior sous chef in the hotel so that's considered like a management but more of the lower tier management middle management right the one that's like the back call one. Upset, tell you to do something. Yeah. Below feedback. Say, why cannot like that? Blah, 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 right? yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So yeah, the sandwich. Yeah, 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 the sandwich. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So over there, I was in charge of the most of the daily operation. Make sure the daily operation is well. Then guide my you know the younger staff, mm. junior staff. And sort their complaint. Yeah. And. <laughs> Organize what they are supposed to do and then of course to assist my chef to, you know, come up with some new desserts and help him solve his problem because that's part of my job. Mm, mm. Yeah. Nice. So you have a pastry chef above you or? Yeah, I have a pastry chef. So okay. I'm like second in charge. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. And then why do you have a 50% pay cut if you come back? So if I were to come back to take the same position, I would need to take like 50% pay cut because that's the market rate here. Mm, 50% is quite big. Uh. So it's... <laughs> So why why the difference? Why the difference? Yeah. I think it's just the, the like, do people generally in in Hong Kong pay more for chefs? I think they pay better generally. Okay, okay. Yeah, not just like chef, but like everything. Everything. Mm. Yeah, but even for the fresh grad for the kitchen, they get like fifteen thousand Hong Kong dollars. So that equates to about two thousand five Sing dollars for a fresh grad. Mm, mm. So that's like a lot. Over here is probably thousand five, thousand eight at the most. Do, do, yeah, that is. Kitchen culture needs to step up, uh, very bad. It's horrible, <laughs> right? Thousand five. fun. Yeah, that's why no yeah. Singaporeans want to work in F and B. Mm-hmm. But what about the kind of like finance or like, you know, like the office job kind of thing in Hong Kong? I think they pay way better. Than here? Uh, I'm not sure of the rate here. But the last I heard before when someone relocated there, one of the Swiss bank, they will offer relocation package. So everything is included. And on top of that, the salary there will be 60,000 Hong Kong dollars. So that should be about 10K sing mm. as a VP. Okay, you can drop me. My email is here. <laughs> Open for hiring, ah, yes, yes. Oh my god, relocation. Okay, okay. So, do you get relocation package then? My first company, I get relocation benefits. I would say it's an expat package. So, I get benefits like, you know, return air tickets that I have. You know, the first ticket there is uh, provided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And housing. Housing I provided. Which like is- the company source it for me, I just go there and stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is crazy, right? Like the housing there is, is, is nuts. Is it still the case? I think it's still the case. But I, I got a better place now. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I, I did visit you in your first place. So, yeah. so I know, I know, I know the situation. Okay, so a few steps, right? So let's start with like, why do you even go there in the first place? Okay, so to be honest, I did not expect Hong Kong <laughs> at all. Okay, I mean, I did not know a single Cantonese back then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two of us in the market now, and I said, ah, what the person say? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So basically, that time I want to leave my chef because I've been following him for like quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking Don't for... Don't need to name drop, but the chef is a legend, right? He's yeah. a very famous chef. He's a legend. You know, he's a local yeah. legend. Yeah. and been with him for many, many, many years. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. So, I wanted to like move on to another chef because I believe you need to like go explore different chef working styles and all. But that was not how it started. Right? For a long time, you just wanted to stay with this chef. What what changed? Probably because, of course, there's some inequality in the kitchen, <laughs> some unfairness, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> can say that, can say more. <laughs> can say more? Okay. <laughs> No, it's a lot of things like maybe from his point of view it's like cause he's my mentor so he nitpicks at every single thing mm, mm. 
and maybe it's for my best but to me you feel like it's very unfair why this person do it is fine I cannot do it mm. but this person is supposed to be more senior so a lot of this I know I know yeah I know. It's a it's a it's a mentor kind of situation. Yeah. Right? When the person is your mentor, they have an outsized expectation of you. Yeah, that it, to a point where it become a bit over like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ask yourself, uh, touch your heart, ask yourself, uh, after you go out, uh, do you appreciate that kind of like rigor that he has instilled? Definitely I appreciate. <laughs> that that I don't deny. Mm. But I believe if he's I mean as a mentor, mm. if you really want your stuff to go further i think he should more or less support that i actually went out mm, mm, mm. yeah okay 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 so then how, how was it then how do you get this job okay so i was like uh, everywhere looking for a job i used linking to you know try to see where i can go and work so i did consider like going to work overseas so i applied some overseas job but obviously there's no news <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so one day out of the sudden so someone actually contacted me like through LinkedIn and asked, uh, are you interested in working in overseas? Oh, wait, in- someone contacted you. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Oh, yeah. So technically, I'm sort of headhunted there oh, in wow. a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is a headhunter company anyways. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I asked, oh, are you interested to relocate to Hong Kong for work? So that time I did told her, I said, um, but I don't really speak Cantonese. So what they told me was, oh, it's fine. <laughs> Why you laugh? No, it's, very, it's as ballsy as, you know, I'm going to France to work and I can't speak an ounce of French, right? No, but it's yeah. okay, they speak English, they're MNC. Yeah, 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 that's what they say. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, oh, you, they, they speak English and, yeah, Mandarin is fine. So, uh, okay, so the key point, what they want, I mean, the reason why they want to source overseas applicants was like, because they need someone that speak English with that level of skill set. So that's like three years back to have that level of skill set and able to speak English. So it's quite limited. Mm. So they decided to, you know, look overseas. Because the English that they need is actually quite fluent. Because they need to speak like with the New York chef and then with the French chef. So everything in English. So at first I thought it was like some scam because, you know... (laughs) There are scams everywhere and maybe trust issue lah. Fair, fair. You should feel that way. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because in, in the very beginning, in the early stage, they cannot disclose the company name. They just say that, oh, it's some New York brand going to Hong Kong to open a flagship store. Mm-hmm. Then a bit, you know, like, <laughs> is it real or not? Uh, so after that, uh, the Hong Kong boss actually came to Singapore for, I think, business travels lah. Then I made up with the boss. So everything sounds more legit. A little bit more. So it's until the day where I sign a contract, then I feel a bit more unseen, you know. Mm-hmm. Still not like fully, but you know, like a bit more. Yeah, more peace. More peace. Mm-hmm. So glad that I actually took the opportunity mm-hmm. to go there. Mm-hmm. Though at the point of time, everyone was not encouraging me at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they have the demonstration at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, I was there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and many things happened while you were working there. Maybe kind of run us through like where are you over the past few years, you know, like just for context sake, right, for our listeners that tune in, you know, like you've changed a few jobs, you know, uh, how's the experience, you know, is how do you protect yourself when you're there, you know, you know, all that. Mm, okay. And can you really survive without Cantonese? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, don't be an Emily in Paris, okay? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, you can survive with Mandarin and English, but Cantonese just makes things 10 times easier. At least it don't ignore you. 
How bad is it? I mean, on their part, if they don't understand a single shit, so mm. they will like just ignore you lah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you speak Cantonese, so everything just like gets easier. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So basically, I went to the first company. We need to communicate in English. Even within the locals that they hire, most of them actually went to the Cordon Blue to study. Mm. During my first company, I did not actually learn a lot of Cantonese. Just some basics, you know, like how much is certain things and stuff. So after like one year, there's a change in the... The group pastry chef. I managed to find another job. <laughs> that means you beta and then left lah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was quitting a job there like? Especially when you're a foreigner, right? Okay, so the like thing... You're on, a, you're on a work visa, right? In that sense. Yeah. How does it work? It's actually quite troublesome. Because you, you need to... First thing is when you need to look for a job, you cannot let your current company know. By the time you got the job, and then you still need to get the visa application. And usually that takes like four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So you need to really like see when you want to tender, serve your notice and all. Yeah, if not, you will need to like, you know, in between you'll be stuck there mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But your visa arrangement is done by the company? So basically, I need to find companies that are willing to sponsor the visa. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the main thing. And as for reason to, someone will be able to justify the reason why they need foreigners and mm. yeah. So far, no issue are like for the three times. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So because, because I think a lot of different countries, not everybody is as friendly to foreigners at this point in time, right? There's more protectionists around. You know, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Like, what is the current situation in Hong Kong? Are they still hiring all sorts of people from everywhere? If you're talking about hotel chef, uh, it's common to hire non, like non-locals. There are a lot of people like me, you know, like from Malaysia or from Singapore and we go there and work and then we continue to work there. I won't say there's a lot of non-locals but it's common uh, to have foreigners. But it's usually the bigger position, uh, uh-huh. the higher position. Not not the right and foul uh, for, for sure. Really? Because if it's, if it's right and foul, you can get it anywhere. Like, I mean, you have enough locals to do it so you don't really need to hire a foreigner. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then for hotel executive chef, that is like 80% always Angmola. So, <laughs> <laughs> just that requirement. Uh, wait, wait, it's a requirement? Uh, unsaid rules, or, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. I know those are cultural situations. Yeah, like you put okay. an Angmola there and you put a local there. Yeah, you can charge 30% more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for no reasons. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Han. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so then you, you changed to the next company. How, how was the situation like? Okay, so the next company I went to, it was actually for a better exposure. <laughs> Exposure? Exposure is a very sensitive word. Right? Exposure is not food. That's why it's called exposure. Yeah, that's why. It is. Because I technically, I actually took a small little pay cut. Yeah, but not a lot. Maybe like 5% for mm. a higher position. Mm, so mm. it actually totally didn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, but like what I said, it's a better exposure. I get to do things like R&D. Yeah, to create a menu and you know, to try to manage like a few various brands, outlets. I think it's about 10 over outlets, six chains. Wow. So because of my age and my years of experience, most of the people will not hire me for that position. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, oh, it's a good exposure. Is it the same thing here in Singapore? Like when you were here because of your age, number of years, you don't get to rise up? Uh, yes. 
So the kitchen is a very guarded space in that sense. It's always the same. Like they will always say that because you are not experienced enough, so they can't actually give How you. How do they the... measure the experience? Eh? For a management position, they're expecting over ten years. So it's just amount of years of work. Don't need to showcase that you got skills or that. Just still need to showcase, mm. but for their point of view, it's like oh. When you're more experienced, you know how to handle your staff. Mm, that, mm. That's a point of view. Mm, mm. But obviously, it doesn't work that way. Mm, mm. Yeah. The second one was a very local company with their chains. So, the culture is actually pretty much different from the first one. The first one is more like uh, American style. So, everything very standardized. And it's a bigger company. So, so a, a better system. La. So, the second one is more like family business, but in a bigger scale. Mm. Like in between nowhere. So everything is a bit messy. But because it's a local company, so they hire it's like all locals. So there's a lot of times which is actually pretty bad, I feel. Uh, I'm at a disadvantage. Uh. So whenever anything happens, the boss will be like, yeah, because you don't want to speak Cantonese, what? That's Whoa. why this happened. Wait, wait, that's a reason? Yeah, like my staff left because they said they can't understand what I'm speaking, like what I'm talking during work because I talk in English or Mandarin. Yeah, so it became an issue and then they resigned. Then I can't find another person or because of that, I'm short of manpower. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm the boss. You should speak my language, not the mm. other way around. Mm. I mean, I'm, if my boss speaks French, I would expect I speak French to him, mm. right? Mm. So... Yeah, and also there's also a, a lot of other situations whereby I need to, you know, communicate with other outlets, all the, uh, all the sifu ah. So I know the sifu ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then if I speak in Chinese, uh, Mandarin and all Actually, or English. They can no, some they really cannot understand. They really understand. Okay. Some really not because it's really lao sifu. Okay, okay, lao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, Shout out to you, ah, uh, lao sifu. Yes. Yeah. Or what they always call the low si fat lah. Okay, okay. So okay. so yeah, and if anything any anyway, they are like longer in the company lah. So mm. they were like how the boss say, ah, she speak in English, ah, I don't understand. Mm, mm. Like, they don't know this thing was supposed to be like this because yeah, it's not in Chinese. Yeah, then I got a bit like, you know, um upset about this this mm. part lah. But how do I say? Rather than, you know, just uh, blaming that the company culture. So, of course, on my part, I try to improve my Cantonese. So, <laughs> after like a few months, my Cantonese improved like drastically. Yeah, so... How do you do that? How do you do it? Um, basically, you just like talk with them in Cantonese. I will try to pronounce like, you know, try to say and when it's... When it's incorrect, then they will correct me. And of course, they will laugh at you. La. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But you know, as times go by, then they get better. So yeah, that's, that's how I get to know more. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Nice, nice. Okay, then then why do you leave this company then? But to us, the company is going some restructuring. Okay, okay. So in a way, they are kind of like asking me to leave. But because I'm bounded by contract, so I they can't fire me. So on this hey, part, how, I'm safe. How, how does that work? Uh, you, you mean like in in Hong Kong, if you have a contract, you you're not fireable or? Um no. So in the first company, it was a full time job. So mm. I just signed on a full time contract and work agreement, and then after that, it's a full time position, and that's not bonded by years. So it's only when I want to tender, I serve the notice, just like any other employee. Mm. 
Mm. And for visa part, they just need to renew when time calls for it. So on the second one, the boss, uh, for some reason, he thinks that, okay, I don't want to, you work a few months and then you leave. So uh, let's bond each other for two years contract. End of two years, we'll see how it is. Yeah, the time I signed for a two-year contract. And towards the end, he plans to like restructure the company. So he didn't want the, the pastry department anymore. Oh, he want to close the whole department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Wait, the, so the for clarity's sake, right? Mm. With this two-year contract, means the boss cannot fire. You can litigate against the boss. That means you can go to the court and say that this guy is firing me, although the contract is two years. Yes. Or he has to pay me for the balance of the, the months. Wow. Okay, okay. Unless we both came to agreement where he lets me go and I go. Yeah, okay, wait. Then it's yeah. like a separate thing and then life life. Yeah, varies, yeah. Huh? Okay, okay. Yeah. But if not, he can't fire me just for if he wants, yeah. Even if the performance is bad? Technically, he can do that, but I don't think I have any issue with my performance. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> saying you have performance, but it's more like within the Hong Kong law, there's something around there? Or, or is it like you must then prove a very strong reason why you fire this person? Uh, you need a very strong reason to, to fire. Like just like not performing is not good enough. You need like a, a real reason like maybe a theft value of over a certain amount, that kind of stuff. Oh. Like really serious case. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, can, can. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so apparently the first time when they actually do the change of my visa wasn't done really well. And I did not realize it until like the time where I need to really renew my visa. So I went to the company maybe in March. My contract is supposed to be two years. The time the changeover is like two to four weeks. It's like so fast. So I think the HR wasn't clear of what exactly to do. And somehow when she talked to the immigration officer, some... Information just not went through. <laughs> it went through too, too fast. It just, it just, just went through. Right? Woo, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, what she told me was, because my visa is not expired, so I can just continue to work because I just changed company. Mm. Yeah, I moved on to a new company and then my existing company asked me like, oh, is there anything I need to do? And I also asked the agent, the, the headhunter that actually asked me to go there. So they told is it me the I was same like, headhunter? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, saying uh, you must have a good relationship with your headhunter yeah of course you know, they, because they are incentivized to sell you to the next company yeah, right? yeah that's their goal they make a commission on that so if you have good relationship with a headhunter right, you know a, a lot of good things can come and she did help me to you know find a few more jobs after mm-hmm. yeah. she want to sell you again ma, must get yeah, commission yeah. <laughs> right? it's, it's all part of the incentives are tight yeah, you know it yeah. has to get them Apparently, she told me was the next company is supposed to settle the work visa so the previous one does not have to do anything that don't need to really cancel out. If when the new one goes through, then the old one will be like, oh, it will just cancel out. They trying to do anything. Yeah, so life just carry on. Yeah, and then the funny part is, so in Hong Kong, there's like something like CPF, what they call MPF over there. Because I, I don't really care this kind of stuff. Lah. Mm. Me being me. Yeah. <laughs> so until like after a year plus, like towards the end of the employment, ah, then I realized, eh, my MPF account for the past one year never pumped me any new money. Mm, 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 and then, so this is your second company, right? Yeah, this is my mm, second mm, company. Mm. And then I went to check back my pay slips and all. Then one of the things that they said was like, if the visa is left in two years, the company can skip the MPF contribution. So technically, if the contract is for two years, and they renew my visa at the point of time or something, they should be providing me the NPF. Mm. Yeah, but they did not deduct my NPF and I did not get any NPF. So are you pursuing this thing? 
at this point in time? Are you litigating or is there some sort of legal counsel that you're talking to? Uh, I'm thinking about if I should go and get them out. So they have like a ministry of manpower also? That you yeah, if get. I want to. Okay. They, they have. Okay. They're actually quite supportive of this uh, labor law. Really? Quite, quite good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. So tell us a little bit about the whole NPF thing, you know, like how, how, how does it work? How is it similar or different to CPF? I think it's more or less, I would say it's similar. Uh, the percentage is slower there. I think it's about 5%, not a lot. Every time when you enter a new company, they will ask you to fill this CPF form. So unlike Singapore, where you just want to like, go into NPF, right? Mm. But over there, you will know that exactly which funds you want to like put your investment in. So in a sense where you get to know where you actually where your money actually goes into the investment. Then I think if I click on the website, you can actually see all the you know the statements, how they earn, and all that stuff. And clearly, I don't understand <laughs> single shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I receive your 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 text. It's like, hey, what is this? Uh? Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, there's so many funds that are what yeah. index and all that. So yeah. Okay. Wait, so so in Singapore's situation when you contribute to CPF, right, there's like the three bucket, right? There's yeah. ordinary, medical, and then the special account. Yeah. And then they have different users, you know. But in Hong Kong, no. No. It's just one account. Just one account. And yeah. the account is only used for investments. Yeah. Because the account is only for retirement. Is that the idea? I suppose so. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So then your employer will also contribute 5%. Yes. You contribute 5%. Yes. So it's the same amount there. And then you have a list of funds that you can choose. Yeah. Like where I want to invest. And I think you can change at any time you mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. So then is there a time period where people can take out the money? And I think they can only take it out when it's like retiring. So about 65, 55. Yeah, is yeah. there a number? Do you know? Uh, okay, sure. okay, okay, okay. So for, it's a similar structure. Yeah. But for my part is because I'm not a resident there, not a local resident. Mm. So I can take the money back when I leave Hong Kong. Yes, same as uh, our Malaysian friends that work here. Yes. Uh, but how's the feedback? People on the ground, do they like NPF? You know, like the people in Hong Kong. People don't talk about it. Really? I think to begin with, it's not a huge amount. I mean, it's just 5%. You know, mm. Singapore is like 20%, right? That's why it's worth a talk, right? Mm, it's worth a talk, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But over there, it's like just 5%, so it's not that much to them. But as what I heard is they are pretty envious of our CPS system. The fact that they actually split it into like three accounts. I think the only attractive part is where we can use the CPF to, you know, buy a house. That one is a never-ending story, right? That one is the, the Hong Kong property situation uh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. okay 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 then what about your medical expenses when you're there like do you need to have uh, insurance when you're there your company will cover you or or how, how does it work there so for the very first company i was in is decent benefits so i have medicals included at the point of that i do not feel the pinch in the medical fees as a foreigner lah. Yes. So it's only when I went to the second company. So the second company is quite on the stingy side. La. <laughs> I think you've painted it very well. Like, yes, 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 yes. So there's like no medical benefits. Then at the point of time, I'm like very shocked. I was like, how can you have like no medical benefits? Because it's a normal thing in Singapore, like all company has, right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I think so. La. I don't I don't know to take that position, but I think that is how it should be. Well, at least, at least if you have money in the CPF, right, you, you have some sort of basic cover like in that in that sense mm. so for that company is there's like no medical benefits they don't reimburse anything for you seeing the doctor and there's even no paid seat leave and it's okay like by law it's okay okay so that's the next thing so okay, the okay. the boss also painted it very well uh. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, don't Three worry. Three years, many things happen to you, huh? Oh, can't cool here. Okay, please continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the boss actually told me, he said, oh, don't worry. Uh, my company is actually a very good one, very fair one. <laughs> Every boss say that one, I tell yeah, you. Every, yes. every boss I've met so many. We got structured, very organized. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What he told me is that, oh, don't worry. We will give you what I should be giving you. So in other words, that when I, after I entered the company at all, I realized was there's no medical benefit. Then I asked the HR like, oh, how come it's like this? I say, it's not compulsory. Say, when you don't have the medical benefits in a company, then everything will relate back to the labor law. So there's actually a lot of labor laws to follow. On the labor law, you need to be sick for at least four days in order to get paid sick leave. And even if it's paid sick leave, it will be like 80% paid. It's not 100% paid sick leave. Mm. Yeah, so that's by their labor law, mm. the medical benefits. So you think the labor law is not strong enough? Maybe for the local, is kind of okay because they can have the government subsidy, go to the uh, government okay, doctor okay, to okay. get four or five days sick okay, leave. Okay, yeah, okay. for me, I'm a foreigner. I don't get the, the... You cannot go to the government hospital. Or even if you go, you're paying like a private. Yeah, I get okay. it. So much, I just go for a private. Mm-hmm. So over there is... Because they have Chinese culture, right? The consultation fee is one. And then when they charge you the medicine, they don't count by how many medicine I'm giving you. It's not that they are selling the medicine. Medication. It's more like they count by how many days of medication you're taking. So it's oh. like TCM. Oh, yeah. oh. So TCM charge you by three days medicine or four days medicine or five days. So imagine I took three days, three days medication. It's about five hundred Hong Kong dollars. But they are together. Together, together with the okay. consultant. So that's close to eighty dollars. Mm, just mm. for normal fever. Yeah. Shout out to Polyclinic, right? <laughs> Six dollars. <laughs> so, although the queue is very long, uh, right? Yeah. Must improve, uh, but 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 yes, it's very cheap. Mm. Yeah. So for me, I would not want to like spend money on it. And because previously my first company, they actually covers GP visits, the TCM. Yeah. So like show only. Show, uh, just yeah. claim. Uh. Yeah, just claim. Show only. Yeah. Okay. But the latest your 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 current company also has all these. Uh, yeah, has all this. Okay, okay. So after the second traumatic experience, then <laughs> so you have this thought, you have this thought, you have this thought, you cover everything, right? Okay, yeah. okay. Fair, fair, interesting. Any other things about medical expenses? I will believe it's crucial to have uh, insurance there la, mm. as a foreigner. Mm. Because when you're a local, so anything, you can fall back on the government Structure, for subsidies. Yes. Mm. And over there, I got a health insurance. La. I realized that if I don't have a medical insurance, so I need to thank all the medical costs, like 100%. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to rely on. And then if you talk about the medical insurance in Singapore that are supposed to help me there. So apparently, it did not really help me there. Oh, really? So you mean those kind of like international coverage one, is it? Yeah. What is the insurance that you bought here that didn't cover you in Hong Kong? At the point of time when I go over to Hong Kong, so actually I asked my agent like, oh, should I cancel the uh, policies and all because I'm going to be there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. That at least for a few years. So obviously the agent will ask me not to cancel, right? Mm-hmm. So now you cancel the agent. <laughs> I, I just say that. So. <laughs> The funny thing is like, oh yeah, your policy will work internationally also. So the key point is, if I want to like treat it overseas, like I say in Hong Kong, it has to be life-threatening. Mm, mm. So it's almost useless like, in that sense mm, to me. Mm, okay. Yeah, that means that basically in other words that cause actually last year I went through a minor surgery. So I can't claim it for sure because it's not life-threatening. The thing is, if I want to get the treatment, 
I learned to be back in Singapore to get the treatment done. Mm. So if I want to do it in Hong Kong, it has to be like life-threatening where I can't fly back. Then that's only where I can claim. And because it's private hospital, I'm actually able to claim Glenagos in Hong Kong. Mm. But yeah, I can't. <laughs> Okay. Because okay. most of my policy labs there, here. So I actually got uh, another health insurance in Hong Kong. And I'm not sure is it because a newer policy or because it's just being Hong Kong over there. The agent told me that the insurance is international. Meaning to say, if I were to be back in Singapore, I can still make claims. Does not have to be life-threatening. Uh, and then? Yeah, I mean, that sounds more like really international for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting point. So how much are you paying then for your insurance? The medical insurance you are paying in Hong Kong is your own private one. It's not company paid. No. Okay. But my company actually has their own medical yeah, benefits yeah, yeah. too. Okay. But for my point is like um since the policy lapse in Singapore, then if I still need to like redo the whole thing, then I might as well get it in Hong Kong. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I'm paying in USD la. Mm, so mm. pretty much international. Mm, mm, yeah. How much how much can I say? It's about two hundred over USD. A month. A month. Well that that is okay. Better claim everything. Uh, that one, mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite pricey. Okay. Then what, what, what is your like spending like in Hong Kong? Like, you know, everybody's typical idea of like how they envision I potentially work in Hong Kong is the my tongsi si, si, right? Like they go there and then they do like those three days trip, right? Or like mm. four day long weekend turn around Hong Kong. And then from there, they benchmark life in Hong Kong. Mm. Additional, all the horror stories of like small house, which is true. Uh. But how exactly is like cost of living for you as a like someone that lived there? To be very honest, I think cost of living definitely some items are more expensive. But if you take into consideration that they actually have minimum wage, that's why maybe perhaps that's why their salaries are much higher there. So it kind of makes sense. But let's say if you spend five hundred dollars grocery in Singapore, your groceries are may not be the best. Wow. <laughs> okay, share please. I mean, I actually took a walk in the market like mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the vegetable just looks so sad, so depressing. <laughs> 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 Halfway dying, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And this in Hong Kong is like so fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the price is like almost the same, or maybe just a bit more, but you get better quality mm-hmm. there. Fresh produce is like definitely better. And I think if it's fruits, it might be even cheaper over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, cause they have their own farm. They cultivate their own and then they have China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fair, right? Everything yeah. just comes through the causeway. The whole thing is there, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, okay, fair, interesting. So then, what is your average living cost like there for you, you as a person? Can I count in Hong Kong dollars? Yeah, sure, then? please go. Go for it, yeah. If I were to cook my own meals, I would get sure about 500 to 800 a week, Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars, okay. Yeah, depending how lavish I want to eat. Lavish, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but... Because over there, I actually adopt a cleaner diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot adopt a clean diet here, like? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just the culture is, is different. Mm-hmm. It's not... I mean, it's not common for people to bring lunchbox to the office here. At least at the point of time, it's not common. But in Hong Kong, it's very common for people to bring their own lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For food-wise, 500-800 if I do my own meals the whole week. So if I were to eat out, probably for normal meals, like simple lunch, within 100 Hong Kong dollars. 
Mm. Very decent already. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you want a more local one, probably fifty is enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And their portion is like huge, so definitely enough. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. Interesting. So at the end of the month, how much have you calculated before? Like how much you spend a month across all these things? What I calculated was my minimum. I was gauge about thirteen to fifteen thousand Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, for a month, 13... including my rent and everything. Okay, but is your rent covered by your company? No, this time no. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm no longer on the expat. Yeah, uh, no longer expat already. So yeah, sad. yeah. Right. Consider like local <laughs> package already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But how many times more are you making then from your first salary to now? How many percent more are you making? How many percent more? Thirty percent more around oh, okay. there. Okay, okay, interesting. But then now you gotta pay your own. Lodging lah, in yeah, a sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now for the juicy part, right? Where do you lodge at? How Where does do it lodge? work? Where do you stay? What What have you tried in Hong Kong? Wow, I tried a lot. <laughs> Even my class is saying like, oh yeah, house moving is your hobby. Uh. You move out three times a year. <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted it. You know? <laughs> so actually, I went from the very first house was in all the way in Taiwan. Mm. So that's like... Like Jurong like that. Yeah, like Jurong is mm. like, out of nowhere. Like nobody will go there. Jurong people, please hate on her, okay? Cancel her. Hey. <laughs> anyway, so, uh-uh. that was the first house and I would say it's a legit house lah. <laughs> that is yeah, not a good platform to start. <laughs> <laughs> Means from there, it's only a one way down, right? It's gonna get worse and worse. Okay, okay, okay. Why is it a legit house? Why is that the only legit house? I think it's the most closest to the Singapore home. La. Mm. I mean, you've been there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you have a living room, you have a yeah, proper yeah. kitchen. <laughs> so the unit is about 600 square feet. Mm. And as far as I remember, the rent is 19,000. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's considered expensive as compared to... 19,000 Hong Kong dollars. Mm. Divided mm. by six. Uh. So that's about 3,000. 5.6, 5.8 uh, depends okay. on the rate. So about 3 plus, close yeah. to 4. About 3 plus thousand. Yeah, for the whole unit. Okay. That whole place is just like a whole estate built just for living, people mm, to live mm, in. Mm. It's very nice. It's a nice estate. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the yeah, first yeah. one. And then the next was I moved to a service apartment. Okay. So that cost me about twelve to 13,000. Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars in Causeway Bay. Okay. Given that a service apartment is definitely not cheap. Mm. Yeah, but everything yes. is covered. Yeah, you and you stay in Causeway Bay. Yeah, stay in mm. Causeway Bay. Which is like the orchard. Yeah, it's yeah, an orchard. orchard. Yes. Everything happens there. Mm-hmm. Everything happens there. Yes. Protest also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every single day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so 13,000 is only for like 200 square feet around there. Mm. Then I think I shift to another smaller unit, you know, to save a few more thousand. But it's very nicely renovated, la. Mm. I mean service apartment. Mm. I won't say it's not overpriced, but it's a, a good place to stay. And then you have all the people to help you fix the when things go wrong. Mm. So still very atas la. Kind of like okay. it's a like hotel room that kind of. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then after that, to save the few thousand. <laughs> yeah, so I moved into a room that is like uh I think 150 square feet. <laughs> that's like the smallest <laughs> ever in Hong Kong. Small. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay. So the space that I can actually walk is like so small. Mm. So it's basically I just stand up. Everything is within like one arm length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know one I arm. People, it's a three-point turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Hong Kong, everything is a three-point turn. Yeah. yeah. So I just like reach out a bit. I reach the stove area. I reach out a bit. I reach my desk. I reach out a bit. I got the my fridge. Mm. You know what's it called? What? It's called cozy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told my friend. <laughs> My friend says, uh, huh? a little bit too cozy. <laughs> so how much was that? That was like 11,000. All included? Yeah, all included. Everything. Yeah, internet okay, okay. everything. 11,000. Okay, you get a cozy apartment. Also <laughs> in one. Yeah, also. Okay. I think the time of the reason I chose service apartment was because I donate a lot of deposit. Because it's only like a thousand Hong Kong dollars for the deposit. But if I go for the local estate, it's an upfront three months rent uh, yeah, in total. Yeah. Usually it's half a month to a month for the agent fee. And then there's a first month rental. And then there's one month rental for deposit. Mm. So yeah, it's usually three. But do you pay the agent fee or is it like you pay upfront the landlord will pay the agent fee and then it will come back to you uh no no we, we need to so pay, the, pay agent the agent fee, fee. yeah okay, yeah okay, okay, okay. Then, then, then that's different but on a contract it's actually quite safe because when i sign a contract they actually have this clause whereby because we pay the agent fee right and if either party decided not to rent the place before the actual contract starts right the other party have to pay for all the rent uh, for the agent fee mm. so initially so that's why it's always half months uh, rental for to the agent because half have to be covered by the rentee. Mm. Yeah, the owner. Okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. And just saying, right, uh, some things cannot save, you know, and I and I really think this kind of agent property, especially when you go to a new place they are unfamiliar, right? This one cannot save. Oh. In my view, mm-hmm. la, right? Because you you want an intermediary to be there to kind of like support you if there, if there's any dispute, you know, uh, as, yeah. especially when you're in a new place that you don't know. Uh, and that also means that you want to go for a reputable agency, la, I, I feel. La, right? mm. yeah, so personal viewpoint, uh, personal advice. Yes, yes. Uh, towards the end of my mm. lease in Causeway Bay, mm. so I decided, okay, maybe I can try other area. La, <laughs> <laughs> what what a rent? the idea that you can try other area? So one of my uh. colleagues is actually um, moving to a new house. Mm. So the next best thing that you can get is actually share with another person so at least we can get a two-room unit yeah that's when you can at least go for a 400 square feet la, mm. a bit more decent yeah yeah so apparently in the end she actually persuaded me to stay in Yulong so Yulong <laughs> is like oh, another book it's like Yishun and that is it um, in the north I think in even own. further than Yishun so it's a like, yeah like Chachukang <laughs> They they call it the Chin Oak. So it's a like village house mm. in, in English. When she asked me to stay in Yuelong, so it's all the way at the end of the other. You know what the locals always say? Yuelong mo pen yao la. No friends. No friends. No friend. The birds yeah. also don't fly there, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. How much rent were you paying in Yuelong? Oh, that one was like the cheapest ever. Mm. For three story. So each story is about 100 over square feet. So in total's perimeter, I would say it's about 600. Mm. And I even have a small balcony. It is 8,000 Hong Kong dollars. Mm. So it's actually very cheap. I and mean, if I split it into half, it's like 4,000 a month. So after like for five months, then I, I changed companies. Then I played the sympathy card. I said, oh, I, I need to, you know, 
work in the city. Life is hard. Yeah, Hong Kong Island. Yeah, I need to work like 12 hours. Oh, then my journey, one hour, two and fro, two hours. My God, I still need to go to the gym. My God, I need to spend like 16 hours. So poor thing. Yeah, then at the point of time, she also planned to move out. Because the boyfriend has a house in Sha in the end, so I moved out to Tai Kok Chui. So that's actually near Mong Kok. Mm. Yeah, MK so. house, yeah? MK style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a derogatory term, right? You say something very MK. It's like bang like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very MK. Yes, yes. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, I know say, a little bit of this thing. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Uh, yes, yes. So over there, I got myself about 200 square feet. Paying about six thousand three hundred. Mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a partition for the bedroom side, lah. So it feels like a living room and oh, bedroom. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I but it's like a, a house partition. Then next door, your neighbor got activity. You also can hear like. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but it's a. I think this owner a bit better, lah. Mm-hmm. Cause usually one house they will split into like three units, mm-hmm. like A, B, C, mm-hmm. and then it will be like. 150 square feet or less. For this one, he just split into two. Mm. So it's about 200 mm. here and there. Mm. More chill. La. At least I have my own kitchen. I, I can cook stuff. Mm-hmm. At least you got to walk. You know, it's not, it's yeah, not I a can reach walk. away. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Oh God, horrible. Okay, okay, cool. Mm. Um, any, any other big things that you spend on or any other things that you feel like for someone considering working in Hong Kong, they need to know. For a start, it's better to get through expat mm. uh, where or some relocation package. So people settle the housing off for you. Mm. Must ask for it. Must ask for it. Yeah. Mm. Because if you know nothing and you got no relative, it's hard for you to, you know, find a place to stay. Mm. Like you don't even know which is the more legit one. Mm. And then we'll be understand the culture there. What's the culture there? What's the culture there? Pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Share share a little bit more about work work culture in Hong Kong. What does straightforward mean? If they are upset about something, they just tell you right in the face. Vulgarities are normal there. It's nothing new. Mm -hmm. I mean, over here, I think they take vulgarities to a bit more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Over there, it's like nothing. It's like their normal language. I know, I know. The D word, Mm. it's just like, it's just part of it. Yes, yes. Yeah, just part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Package do what? It's like comma. That was a comma. (laughs) Yeah, then people are more direct. Some they say they are very fast paced, very rushed. I mean, yeah, they are they are very fast. But if you put it in another way, they are actually very efficient. In the company culture there, I don't think it's common here, but it's pretty common there where when you're not performing, then company actually fire you. They can do layoff. It's like very common. I thought you said the labor laws are, are strong. For me, I have contract bond, so they can't fire me because of those stuff. Oh. Yeah, because okay. there's no clause in the comment where it states that he can fire me because of underperforming or what. It just says that the contract is for two years. So the HR did not write a good contract. Ah, yeah, okay. because most, they will actually say like, one set can break contract if anything happens, all the clause. Uh, yeah, but this one, they did not do anything. Okay, fair, fair. Any other things like financially that we should be aware of when we're thinking of working in Hong Kong? Maybe how do you bring money back to Singapore? For me, I just do WISE, the okay. remittance service. Never sponsored, but okay. I'm a big fan of the service anyway. So yeah, it's yeah. quite quite fast. Yeah, yeah, quite yeah. convenient to use it. Okay, okay. Oh, anyway, opening a bank in Hong Kong is super troublesome. Uh, even though you have a work permit? Yes, even though you have, The first time when I want to get the bank account open, I think I make like at least 
three trips down. Any documents you are missing, they don't let you open. And it's not just like work permit. So that time, I need to get my work permit there. I need to have my Hong Kong ID in and then I need to have my proof of residence. So the annoying thing is I was telling a bank, okay, so I have no phone line here. I have not opened a bank account here. Mm. So what I can give you is the only proof of residence because my company provides. So the only thing I can give you is the company letter that states that I stay in there and then they don't accept that. So they want like, you know, like the normal meal where they send something to you. No, no, no. Then got the, 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 the header at the top. Yeah. know that it's you, right? Yeah. yeah. Then I was like, it's not that I don't want, but I don't even have anything to be sent in because you guys don't let me open. Mm, 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 mm. I think the luck, lucky thing is the very first thing, also troublesome, I have a telephone line, the handphone mobile line. But because that time my Hong Kong ID is not ready yet, so I need to apply it with my passport. But at least I got the proof of residence. Uh. Mm, 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 then I need to get a proof of residence, the work visa your hong kong id yeah, all these things before you can actually get the bank account and then certain bank account they will need you to have like minimum balance mm, and all mm, to mm. to before you can open and the common one will be about ten thousand hong kong dollars to okay, open okay some will be five thousand to begin with mm. yeah so different banks have different mm. so you believe in the hong kong future mm, very hard to say <laughs> you can share your view a lot of people are leaving. Uh. Oh, wait. A lot of people are leaving? Oh, yeah, like the locals. Is... Because they have the BNO passport. And then at this current time, for some reason, UK wants citizens. So they ask a lot of people to go there. No some reason. The reason is very clear. Because oh, they, they left the EU and then they got not enough workers. Is it? Oh. Yeah. And then the EU is making it very hard for them to bring like cheap labor from EU into the UK. Of course, right? You, you leave my alliance. I'm going to make it hard for you to function so that mm. no other people will leave. That's the idea, right? So they make it very hard. Of course, so the UK open doors, ah, lie, 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 yeah, right? Yeah, so, a lot. Canada, UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very understandable on this. Okay, so a lot of people are leaving. Yeah. Are a lot of people coming in then? A lot of PRCs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 50,000 every year, right? It's very well documented. <laughs> <laughs> Since yeah. the start of the reunion, you know, every year about 50,000 mainland Chinese people shift into Hong Kong about there. Yeah, mm. I think they call them the new immigrants. Yeah, uh. that's why they're in the new territory, is it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Is the cultural friction very strong? It's there. La. It's I there. Was okay. Strong or not is... Depends on who you hang out with. Oh. Okay, okay. But it's yeah. there. It's there, it's there. It. Okay, okay. So then, are you going to come back to Singapore? Mm, I wouldn't come back in the next few years' time. Why? Why? Firstly, is I actually enjoy working there. Huh. I find the culture there more something I can adapt more better in. Why? I think Singaporeans all taofu <laughs> hard. <laughs> I mean, where else in the world can you be so direct? Like, uh, if I'm not happy with you, I just say, why this thing look like shit? Can you like, do a better job? <laughs> do you think I can do that in Singapore? <laughs> yeah, you know, everything needs to be more rounded, you know, put in a better, phrase it better for people to listen it. But, you know, how like people don't care. They just say what you want to say. Mm. So you actually thrive in the environment, you feel? Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So other than that, like, are you planning to get a PR there or something? Or like, what's the situation? The thing is, I've been there for like three years. Mm -hmm. So as you know, I just moved on to the current company for a few months. So 
I will be expecting myself to work in there for about two years uh, at least. So if I actually stay for another two years, that's about five years plus in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong is, if you work for seven years, you will get a PR. Okay. So in my view is, if I'm already there for five years, why not stay for another two to get a PR? Okay. Because when you're a PR, everything is like much easier to, to do. Like in, in what sense? Like I can just change job. I don't need to wait for the visa. You know, one of the things I told my boss, they will always ask me like, when am I leaving? Or if I want to leave? if it's, things get tough I said oh don't worry I can't leave the company so easily because of the work visa mm. yeah I kind of like bonded here <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I'm bonded but you know it will make me think twice before if I really want to move because changing a visa is troublesome and you need to look for a company that actually willing to sponsor that and most of the time it's big companies uh. okay so no no other perks then other than the, that part like, do you, do you get perks for like public housing or something just because you're a PR? I think they have better consumption voucher, they call it. Something like GST voucher. I heard it's quite a big one, eh, the GST voucher rebate. If you compare to Singapore, it's I think five times more. Wait, so how much in Hong Kong dollars? 10,000 per year. Because they were asking me like if I still get a GST return. So yeah, I still because under the government, I'm not working. Mm-hmm. So I like freeloader lah. Mm-hmm. So I still get it. Then initially, they did not give out a consumption voucher for non-locals, like non-residents. So they, I think the first few years, still during the COVID time, was pretty bad. Because I have no support from the government. And mm. not like I'm going to get support from Singapore too, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't work here, right? Yeah. So yeah, you pan too already. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, so they were telling me, hey, after that, they released the news that we who are foreigners that have been working there for a certain period of time, we will get the consumption voucher too because in a way, we contribute to the economy, mm. but we don't get the full amount. We get like half. I mean, better than nothing, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. So they told me that, like, hey, very good. Huh? You can get like the voucher from like both sides. Mm, mm, I told them, huh, Singapore one? You can barely do anything with it. Because <laughs> uh, uh, uh. for them, when they get a consumption voucher, they can like, you know, get an iPad, buy an iPhone, mm-hmm. or get a massager. Like really big spending. Mm. But I don't think you can do that in here, right? Mm. <laughs> you can eat the chat downstairs. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Fair, fair. Cool. Any advice for someone looking to work in Hong Kong? Be prepared that people are just going to be very direct. And then they are pretty harsh on many things, I would say. Mm. Very realistic. Yeah, so everything is all about money. Lah. And maybe a little bit more negative. Lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're very stressed, I know. Yeah, Hong people yeah. are very stressed. Uh, uh, yeah, me can tell, right? Can understand why, right? So do you feel like that is Singapore's journey? Like we're just getting there? They are only stressed about the finance part. La, but mm. they are not stressed about other things, I feel. Mm. I know, but in Singapore, there's this logic. I, I feel that is people will need to like get married around 20 over, get a house before 30, have kids. And if I tell them like this story to my Hong Kong friends, they will say that this is just like um, the mainland China. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that uh, to them they, they don't buy this so a lot of people there they will be together but they don't get married I think just there and the space are going to be very small yeah I think that's about it okay, yeah, okay. keep an open mind <laughs> yeah. mine has open very big uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay okay cool thank you thank you for your time yeah. lovely 
Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. first question is what is the best and worst investment you've ever made when i'm in hong kong i actually spend a lot of time to invest in myself yeah i eat better i pick up gym and yeah healthy lifestyle to me i think that's pretty good nice what's the worst probably the times where i spend the money on the service apartment (laughs) (laughs) okay next question what is one thing under a hundred dollars that has been a game changer for you you know a shoe horn Mm, mm. oh that is like life changing thing mm. oh my friend actually showed me that there's this thing I'm like wow this is so amazing I know I know I, know. Yeah. I, I love it shoehorns all of you should get a shoehorn yeah. yeah okay last question is what is a place that you learn that you feel is underrated means you want to share with people like it can be a book it can be a website it can be a YouTube channel it can be a podcast anything learn anything for me it will be this fitness influencer Dino Kang <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Dino, I love you. I'll just say yes, yes. You're controversial. Controversial. Okay, okay, okay. We I have mean, an interview together, so yes. Okay. Uh, 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 I, find, I find his content very mm-hmm. outright. Very in your face, uh, right? Yeah, Dino, right your, your influence went all the way to Hong Kong. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but I only get to know him like when I'm in Hong Kong, like when I started working out, all the fitness stuff. Nice, nice. I think it's pretty good, like very good fitness knowledge to know that nobody even know. I mean, health is wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. cheesy. But I get it. I get it. it. I mean, it yeah, is. I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.